Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Raw Talk. In this episode, we have a very lovely guest with us today, Shay Ashley. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? I'm so excited. Guys, I've been wanting to do this with Shay for the longest time. We were actually in the same issue of Effervescence Magazine together. So this is such a cool thing to finally have you on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I, I feel like we've had these little connections over the years, but I've never <laughs> yeah. actually gotten to like sit down and chat just the two of us. So I'm very excited. <laughs> I know, me too. So digging into really you and your story, um, can you just give us kind of like a background of what you do, who you are, and what your purpose is? Yeah. So what I do, I guess, in my personal life, I focus a lot on uh, like mental health and, you know, my own journey with mental health, but also supporting other people in their journeys with mental health. I started a podcast a couple years ago called Main Character Energy, which basically started out as just me talking about my journey. And uh, my college roommate was on the show with me, and we kind of did it together. And then when I brought it back for a second season, it was more focused on having guests on and giving people a platform and a microphone and an opportunity to share their experience with mental health. Mm -hmm. And that was super rewarding and really like a phenomenal journey for me. Um, and then for personal reasons in the past six months or so, I've kind of taken a step back from that to, I guess, answer the second part of your question, which is like to figure out who I really am. Yeah. Um, I just, well, I guess not anymore. I am about to turn 26. I turned 25 back in December. And I think 25 was just like a really crazy year for me in taking a step back from like seeing who I had been and who people had kind of required or expected me to be mm -hmm. and then figuring out how that person aligned with my internal goals and who I think I am. So it's been a lot of it's been like a very introspective year and I'm still kind of trying to like meet Shay and figure out who that person is. But it's yeah. been a really beautiful journey so far. Wow. Yeah, I love that for you. I think that's so incredible that you actually got, you know, the time to take a few steps back and really navigate what you wanted. Um, I feel like I've been doing that this whole time as well. I mean, I've still been like in the game, like I haven't been able to take like a break, unfortunately. Yeah, <laughs> I really want I, to. <laughs> you're so busy. I feel like every time I see something like on your social media, it's like a new project popping up. I'm like, oh, girl, I love this. <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think it's so important to, you know, I mean, I wish I had more like your mentality. I think that's so important. Because yeah, I'm literally like just uh, doing so much all at once but maybe maybe next year I'm 24 so maybe next year 25 will be I'll do what you did so. yeah I would <laughs> highly that. recommend it I very much so used to be the same kind of speed as you where I always had to have like five projects going on right like the only way I could stay sane was to be busy and something just kind of like clicked this year and I was like I just need a break. Yeah. I need a break from everything and everyone and just need to like be with me. And though I will say it was, it was a struggle at first. Like it's really uncomfortable right. to just kind of sit with yourself um, because then you really have to like get to know who you are. And sometimes the things you learn are things that you don't necessarily like about yourself. Um, but I will say, I think it's been the most rewarding experience and I am really proud of the growth I've made in the past six months or so. So I'm yeah. hoping, you know, it's just uphill from here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, totally. And congrats on all of that. I look up to you Thank for that. You. I'm sure a lot of other women will look up to you for that as well. Because again, that is a very difficult thing to do. But as you just said, I mean, it is very much needed. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 
100%. So digging into your mental health advocacy journey, again, that's relatable to me. Yeah, <laughs> I also do that too. So I really wanted to get your take on mental health as a whole. Um, what was that journey like for you when you started out with your mental health advocacy? And you know, what really made you want to be a part of that community? Yeah, so I, I guess I'll start with the back half of that question first. So um, I was raised in a household with a mother that um, I won't, you know, air her dirty laundry on here, but she yeah. struggled with mental health. And unfortunately for her generation and even like just, you know, 10 years ago or so growing up, like mental health wasn't talked about. So it was very apparent in my household, but it wasn't something that we ever really discussed. And that made it like it felt just really taboo. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I started to experience my own mental health struggles my senior year of high school, it was really scary to me because I didn't know who I could talk to about it. I didn't know if it was appropriate to talk about it. So I kind of just kept it all in and then went to college. And for me at that point in time, my biggest concern was not necessarily being okay, but just making other people think I was okay, which in the end just made me feel so much worse um, Mm. and made all of my problems just like 10 times bigger. So (laughs) college was difficult. I definitely went through some rather self-destructive and toxic phases because I just didn't know how to manage my mental health appropriately. So then when I graduated, um, I really hit like a breaking point. Um, One day at work, um, I got into an argument with a coworker Mm -hmm. and it was one of those moments where it was happening, but I was like watching it happen from outside of my body almost. And I was like, why are you doing this? Stop doing this. Stop talking. Shut up. Like, it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Freaking out right now. Um, And I came home from work and I was still living with my parents at the time. And I cried to my dad. Like, I broke down and cried to my dad and was like, I today was not in the driver's seat. I was in the passenger seat, and that's really scary, and I don't want to feel like this anymore, Mm -hmm. Um, which was a really tough thing for me to do because I thought my dad was going to, like, not be receptive of it. Um, But luckily, he was. He was very supportive and very understanding and, like, gave me a hug and was like, I love you. We're going to figure this out. What can we do to help you? Um, So I went back to therapy for the first time since my senior year of high school. And um, I started on that journey again. And I would say for probably about two years, two, maybe three years, actually, it was a very personal journey that I kind of kept to myself and just focused Mm -hmm. on me. And then I got to a point where, you know, the pandemic hit and I realized how many people were struggling, but didn't feel comfortable talking to anybody about it. Yeah. And everybody's at home. And life changed so dramatically and so immediately that like, even if you didn't know you were suffering from anxiety, depression, whatever have you prior to the pandemic, those things were all heightened when we were locked in our houses. Um, So So true. Yeah, I had decided with my college roommate during that time that that was a really great opportunity for us to open a platform to just essentially like help people not feel so alone in those times. Like at the very least me talking about my experiences and my roommate talking about hers. Like if we can just let people know that like, Hey, you're not alone. Like we're all feeling this stuff and it sucks. It really does. So like, if you're not comfortable talking about what you're going through, that's fine. But at least hearing us talk about what we're going through, can like maybe let you know that you're not the only person exactly. um, and just find some sort of solace and just like not feeling alone in those moments. And it just kind of evolved from there and turned into this like whole movement between like me and the people in my life. 
Um, and I've seen a lot of really phenomenal like outcomes and effects of that show that I never anticipated. Um, like people in my life that would never admit to, you know, struggling or ask for help are now coming to me and saying, you know, you basically listening to your show and following your journey, like you've convinced me to go to therapy and I'm making these changes in my life and I feel so much better now and all this stuff. And like, I love that. That was all I ever wanted was for yeah. people to not feel alone and not be afraid of talking about mental health and also not be afraid about like struggling and admitting that you're struggling. Like we all do it. Yeah. It's okay. It's part <laughs> yeah. of life. We should be able to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so well said. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. I was nodding my head the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you so much. It's one of those things, again, when, you know, you're in that situation. And I love that you brought the passenger seat because I feel like that's kind of a crazy thing to happen when you actually notice what's really going on around you. Um, it kind of puts you in that weird position where you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I need to take a few steps back and really, you know, understand myself. And I do love the fact that you also said um, that we're not alone because none of us are alone. But we do feel very much alone, especially in today, in today's society with everything moving so fast and everything going so fast. Um, yeah, we can we can feel very much alone, but it's platforms like, you know, yours that again make a huge difference and I'm very very proud of you for that it is hard to talk about mental health mental health is not a topic that again many people want to talk about it's almost kind of taboo but mm -hmm. when we have people like you in this world talking about it and getting people to talk about it and getting people out of their comfort zones um, it's a really really magical and beautiful and awakening thing so I have to thank you personally for that I love seeing Aww. another woman <laughs> doing it all on her own I think that's so beautiful and amazing so thank you Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like it comes across from an outside perspective. Like, I don't know. I was always very nervous at the beginning. And I'm not sure like if maybe you've had the same experience where I was afraid people are gonna be like, oh, Shay's just like looking for pity. Like yeah. she just wants. And it's just so not like that. No. It's just one of those <laughs> things where it's like, yeah, like this might you know, evoke a feeling of pity in someone. Like you might feel bad for me, but that's not what I'm looking for. I don't want you to feel bad for me. I just want you to understand that like if you are also experiencing things like this that that's okay and you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to but I'm going to so there definitely was a, a tough uh, portion of that process where I had to navigate those feelings of being like really vulnerable publicly and knowing that though most of the reaction I got from people was positive, that there were times where people just didn't quite get it. And that was tough for me. But I mean, that's going to happen in anything you do. Like they're always going to, I don't want to say haters because I just feel like that's not the right word here. But there are always going to be people that don't totally understand why right. you're doing the things you're doing. But I almost do it for them more than the people that do get it. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. I mean, you can't win over everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what you do, um, you know, there's going to be people that are going to, you know, 100% support you and going to stand behind you. And there's going to be people that are like, yeah, I don't really know if it's for me or not. Like, I don't know if you're my person, but I mean, that's cool too. You know, you can't be yeah. everybody's cup of tea. Um, exactly. But I love that. Yeah. And I love that you accept that too, because I feel like a lot of us, um, and this kind of, I mean, I guess this kind of goes along with the, pe the people pleasing mentality, which mm -hmm. a lot of people nurture in their daily lives. And, you know, everyone, they just have that behavior kind of just set in them. But I think that's also important to understand that too because we're not all you know gonna please everybody you know so it's, it's important to break that yeah for sure yeah that's definitely uh the people pleasing aspect is something yeah. that 
I've tried really, really hard to break this year. And I don't want to say that in the sense of like, I no longer care about other people because that's just so not the case. But it makes it incredibly difficult to live your own life when you're constantly putting other people's needs before yours. Right. And I felt like that's how I spent most of my life was prioritizing other people and their wants and their needs over my own. And I think that's what kind of led to this like little bit of an identity crisis where I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I like don't know who I am when there aren't other people around because I found myself like kind of being a little bit of a chameleon which made me feel really uncomfortable. Like I would feel so I thought I was so introverted because I would leave social situations feeling just absolutely exhausted. Mm. And then I realized it's because I spent the majority of my time with those people like pretending to be something that I thought they would like. And that's not fair to them or to me. Yeah. Um, And like I mentioned, you know, taking that time to just kind of be by myself and just focus on me is really what helped me break that cycle of people pleasing and get to know me better and just kind of identify my own values and really stick to them. Um, yeah. so again, anybody listening, uh, please take some time to be by yourself if you yeah. can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll do you good. It'll do you good in the end. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love the, like the name too of your podcast, uh, main character energy. Oh, yeah. Um, I love the name. There's just something about that name that just really stuck with me and I'm sure it sticks, it sticks with other people as well. Um, but really in regards to that too, I want you to kind of dig into that name. So what made you really want to call your platform main character energy? You know, what was really the inspiration of the name? Um, so that is a great question. We had talked about doing the podcast and the name was really the biggest thing we were stuck on mm-hmm. is we couldn't figure out an appropriate way to like convey the message and the vibe of the show without it sounding too dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause mental health is one of those topics where like real quickly it can go from being like hey, this is something that you should feel comfortable talking about to like being really scary. So we wanted it to feel empowering. Um, And I spend um, probably, I would say the majority of my spare time curating playlists on Spotify. That is like one of my favorite things to do. So one day I was sitting in my bed making a playlist and like I normally do, I had about 20 songs on this playlist that all had like the same cohesive like sound and vibe to it. And then I was like, okay, what do I name this feeling? And I sat there for a minute and it just kind of came to me and I named the playlist old school main character energy. And then in that moment, I sat straight up in my bed and was like, oh my God, main character energy. Oh, wow. And it just kind of like clicked for me. I was like, that has to be the name of the show. And then my justification to my co-host about it was, it's for the plot. Like shit's going to happen. Sorry. I just cursed. Do you curse on my show? I can curse on you. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm, I'm glad I asked. Um, and I was like, you know, shit's going to happen in your life, but as much as it's going to suck in the moment, like that's what needs to happen for you to get where you're going. And one of my favorite movies is Harry Potter. And if you really take a step back and like, think about that series and like the entire concept of it, like, this 13-year-old kid, there's like a 50-year-old man trying to kill him for <laughs> living when he tried to kill him the first time. Yeah. And like all of this horrendous stuff happens, but at no yeah. point in the entire series does Harry Potter go like, okay, why is this happening? He just gets through it and yeah. does whatever he can to like keep surviving and That's to like true. move on and still be, you know, some kind of a kid in the process. 
Um, and it was just one of those things where I was like, right. It's happen to everybody, but you're the main character, babe. You got to live this life for you, not for anybody else. And like, you got to get through it and it's for the plot and you're getting where you're going. And part of that journey is just getting through this. So that's kind of how the name came to be. Oh, I love all of that. I love like the analogy behind it all. I find that so inspiring. Um, yeah. I mean, mental health too. I feel like it can be one of those things where it's like, yeah, it can be like a really good thing, but it, it can kind of turn that like corner where it can be like, oh no, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. whoa, you know? So I love that you said that too, um, because it, it is a process. I mean, the understanding of mental health and even talking and speaking about mental health, it is a process. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, very, very true. So too, digging into your platform as well, I did want to bring up hashtag skeleton squad because I thought that that was so <laughs> cool too. I read about that in effervescence. And I'm like, I have to ask her about this because I think a lot of people find that interesting. So going into that too. So I mean, I know what it means because I, I read what it meant, but I want you to dig into it yourself. Uh, you know, what the meaning is behind that and, uh, you know, what, what, what's the story? What's the story behind that? So there's a little bit, I guess this is going to be like a multi-part answer because there's yeah. a couple different reasons that I went with a skeleton as our mascot. So the first reason being I didn't want this show to have a gender, a face, a color, a race, an ethnicity. I didn't want it to be representative of one group of people. I wanted it to be something that everybody could feel involved in and feel seen and feel heard. And for me, the quickest and best way to do that was to like literally strip the skin because when you get down to the meat of it, like literally get inside of us, we're all bones at the end of the day. Like at some point, we will all be bones either in the ground or in dust form. Like that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. And I think when you just think of life and other people at that raw level of like on the inside, we're literally all the same. It removes a lot of the societal issues that cause some of these mental health issues outside of obviously like chemical imbalances in the brain that, you know, that's not going to be changed. But um, being able to just like look at another human being and know that like, we're really not that different. That's so empowering. And it's something that I feel like not everyone has been great about, especially in the last couple of years, we've been really focused on our differences. Um, But I think we're all a lot more similar than we would like to admit. And then um, I also really just, I have a bit of an affinity, I guess, for skeletons. I've always loved skeletons. I don't know why. Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) Um, I think it's just like the dark twisted side of me. I've always been really drawn to skeletons. Um, So for me, I just, when I kind of thought of like the meaning behind it, and then also just me in general, really liking them, I was like, oh, this kind of works Yeah, (laughs) it worked out really well. So then when we were trying to come up with like a name for our, I don't want to say followers, but like our listeners, the people like in our crew, um, I was like, you know, I really like skeleton squad. Like that just kind of rolls off the tongue. Like these are, we're all skeletons. This is our skeleton squad. Um, And there's like that little metaphor of like a skeleton, like, you know, you're dead, but you're still alive. (laughs) And again, me being a little dark and twisty, like dealing with mental health sometimes you just you feel dead inside like you're still walking around people think you're all good but inside you're you're not great um so yeah there's a multi-party answer there but yeah lots of different reasons and I essentially think it's just boiling down to 
not wanting anyone to feel like they weren't being represented and also me loving skeletons. <laughs> wow. I love that. I'm like, Ooh, like that's, that's a really, really cool combination. I like mm-hmm. that. That's yeah. Cool. I love Thank that. You. It's so funny. Cause I'm just, I mean, I have like a dark side to me as well. And, um, I mean, people know this about me, but for those who don't know, I'm, I'm obsessed with tarantulas. I love tarantulas. <sighs> Stop. I love that. <laughs> And everyone's like, looks at me like I'm crazy. Like, what? Why do you like tarantulas? Because it's kind of a dark thing, too. But yeah, you know, you just got to embrace it, right? (laughs) It's cool. I love that. I can't say that I love tarantulas. But what I will say is that when I was a kid, uh, my neighbor was pulling out their canoe for like the season and they were cleaning the canoe out. And I was running around with like my neighbors, like the kids. And uh, their dad called us over and was like, oh, guys, come look at this. There's a wolf spider in the canoe and just wanted us to, like, see it. And he was going to kill it. And I was like, don't kill it. Why would you kill it? And he was like, well, these are, like, bad spiders. Like, they can hurt you. And I was like, I don't care. He's not hurting anybody. Don't kill it. So I wouldn't let him kill it. Instead, I ran back to my house and I got one of my little, like, Ugh, it was almost like I don't know what the original intention was. It was almost like what you would put a hermit crab in. Okay. Uh, but I didn't have a hermit crab, so I don't know why I had this item. So I ran <laughs> back over and I somehow got the spider in this little container and I kept the spider as a pet. And I came home with it. My parents were like, Why are you keeping a wolf spider? Oh, What's why? happening here? And I was like, I didn't want it to die. It didn't deserve to die. So I'm it's my pet now. And they were like, Okay, oh. <laughs> that's strange, but sounds good. Um, so I get I get liking spiders and insects like that, but I I don't know if a tarantula would be on my list. Just <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's on many people's list, but <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, so also too, before I let you go, I have a few more questions to ask you. So I ask everybody on my show, um, where do you see yourself with you know main character energy? Where do you see yourself with that project? And you know where do you really want to go in the next few years? So that's a great question. Um, I think ideally right now, my goal is just to find the best time and the best way to bring the show back since I've taken a little bit of a break. Um, I know it's definitely a goal of mine to still like continue that project, but I'm really reevaluating the ways that I can do that while still maintaining my own boundaries that I've set for myself in this journey over the past six months. Um, so that's a huge goal of mine right now is figuring out how to do it, but how to still be respectful to the journey I'm on, um, without stopping entirely. And then outside of that, I think ultimately I'd like to grow the brand. I've always been really interested in doing, um, like a clothing line with it again, with that whole like skeleton energy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We dabbled in the first season with some t-shirts that like I literally made out of my house. Um, so it wasn't anything super official, but I really would love the idea of like doing like a little bit of like a clothing line type of thing. And I also love the idea of starting some sort of an opportunity for the people that are on the show to have like a main character energy photo shoot, essentially just like an opportunity for them to feel like the main character. Oh, very um, cool. Yeah. So those are kind of the ideas I have for the brand in the future and we will see what happens. 
We will see. Stay tuned. Stay mm-hmm. tuned. I will link all the information below about your podcast and the platform. Again, I'm a huge, 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 huge fan. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I think you're going to go. I mean, you've already gone places, but I feel like you're going to go even further. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. it. <laughs> I love it. Um, and also, too, before I let you go, as everyone on my podcast, what would you say is one thing that you've learned so far about yourself? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think the biggest thing I've learned so far about myself is that I'm a work in progress and I Mm -hmm. think I will forever be a work in progress. Um, I think up until the past year or so, I felt like life needed to be really black and white and everything needed to kind of be set in stone. And, you know, especially when you graduate high school and you go into college, like you're 17, 18 years old and you're being told that you need to decide who you're going to be for the rest of your life. And that was something that was kind of ingrained in me of like, well, if you don't know exactly who you want to be and where you're going to go, like you're never going to get there. And I am, you know, learning and accepting the fact that I don't always need to have and sometimes the universe has a better plan for me than the plan I've made for myself. And I need to be comfortable with things not going the way I wanted them to, because it's not rejection. It's just redirection. It's just the universe sending me on a better path than what I had originally planned. And the person that I was a year ago is not the person I am today. And the person I'm going to be in a year is probably not going to be the person I am right now. And I'm okay with that. And I love that. And I love all versions of myself, past, present, and future. And that was not always something I could say. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, that's so relatable to myself as well. I, I mean, yeah, I, I think when you get out in the real world and, and you're out there on your own and, you know, it can be scary because you, you don't know, you don't mm-hmm. have the answers and you're so young and you feel like you're kind of out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just like life in general at any age, you know, or any point, you know, you, you we don't have the answers. We have no idea what's going to happen, but yeah, we just have to accept ourselves as who we are, you know, and just, you know, take it day by day and just accept ourselves for absolutely what we have. Yeah. And just give yourself grace on this journey. Like there are going to be days where you're not loving what you see in the mirror or how you feel about, you know, your relationships at the moment. And that's okay. Like the good days only come with the bad days. You can't have just one. You have to have both. So just give yourself grace, take a deep breath and remind yourself that you are on the right path and where you're headed is exactly where you need to be going. Yes. 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 Wow. Well, thank you so much, Shay, for enjoying our talk. This has been amazing speaking with you. It's just been so, so, so amazing. I just have you on my platform. I mean, again, I've looked up to you this whole time, and and I've always loved the work that you've done. And again, I really, really, um, again, have to thank you again for for what you've been doing for the mental health community and just in the women community as well. I mean, <laughs> I truly am inspired by you. So thank you. Oh well, I appreciate that. I you know all the same to you. I have been following you for quite some time now, and I've always been very impressed. Um, So I definitely will be reaching out to you first thing when I bring the show back, and you might just have to be my first guest on the next season. Ooh, let's go. Let's do it. (laughs)